Welcome, everybody. Uh, we're so glad that you've joined us for another one of our episodes. Um, I'm Ryan, and I'm with my wife, Kirst, and this is a podcast that aims to give you a little bit of a window into a couple's journey as we navigate through the Word of God and the realities of life. Hey, Ryan. I'm really enjoying these moments together, and yeah, I feel like we're getting into the swing of just unpacking God's Word together and praying that it is helpful for people listening in as we share imperfect thoughts from a perfect word and somehow by the Holy Spirit that it lands for people. So let's see. Um, let us know what is it that you have really found powerful lately. So I've been thinking about this idea around trusting and taking. You know, that there's a, the, this idea of where we trust God or we try and take things for ourselves. Wow. Or, um, uh, you know, where we see this idea between waiting on God and working or between uh, opportunities that God brings us or potential opposition uh, that we face. And it really comes from one little phrase uh, in the book of Genesis where we're in the account of Adam and Eve. And there's this idea, the verse says in Genesis 3, 6, she took some and ate it. Wow. And what's grabbed my attention is the words, she took, you know, she took what looked to her as um, good and right and healthy in her own eyes, and then she ate it. Mm. And it ended up, I mean, like the biggest global historical train wreck of all time. Yeah. And just this idea of taking and seeing it unfold for myself through the book of Genesis, that there's examples after examples. So. You know, we see God asking Abraham to leave everything and take nothing with him uh, except his wife, you know, and kids. And then it says there, um, Abraham took his wife, Sarai, and his nephew, Lot. Mm. And what's very interesting in the book of Genesis is that Abraham's greatest headache, one of his greatest heartaches and headaches from that point is Lot. Um Yes. And so it's an area that he potentially didn't trust God. Or uh, we see again, um, you know, Abraham and Sarah as this couple are longing to have children and they can't pull it off. And so it says Sarah, his wife, took her Egyptian slave Hagar and gave her to her husband to be his wife. Wow. And so we've got these two kinds of lineages that are created. One is through human effort and one is through waiting and trusting in God's promises. Um, there's another sort of example where Abraham uh, tries to get rid of the problem, which is Hagar. It says, early the next morning, Abraham took some food and skin of water and gave them to Hagar, and then he sent them off on their merry way. Oh. In other words, it's quite a brutal account. It's like, you're not going to last long, and you're probably going to perish in the wilderness. And it's basically sending Hagar to her death because of the family conflict and the trauma. But in Abraham's eyes, this is what he thought was right. Well, wow. um, trying to do it in his own strength. Yeah, and, and own wisdom in, in the situation. And so Abraham finally sort of comes to his senses and there's a brutal account around him taking um, 
when it comes to that classic account where he mm-hmm. uh, is Isaac. asked to kill his son. And I know there's lots of moral dilemma around this account, but in a sense, there's a massive application to this verse where it says, um, you know, Abraham took the knife to slay his son. And I think what you read there is, this is Abraham's confession of saying, I've done it my way for so long in so many ways and it hasn't worked. Now, God, you've asked me to do something ridiculous, but it's bigger than that. It's to trust God yeah. with his promises and his means and his ways when he says something. And that's what Abraham is doing. Yeah, He's trusting God. And so you see the opposite of Eve taking things into her own hands, taking what she wants. And this is almost Abraham's final expression of trusting, not taking. And it leads to uh, a nation, blessing, multiplication. It sees God bringing about his um, promises. And you just see this unfold, you know, in the book of Genesis um, with Esau taking his brother's uh, birthright. You see Laban taking his daughter Leah and giving it um, to Jacob. You see Shechem who took a woman in Genesis uh, 34-2 and he raped her. And so I'm just saying from all the degrees of darkness, it comes out of that little phrase, she took and ate of it. Isn't that amazing? It's um, like, wow, like that. You don't really see that, obviously, as you read through the many chapters, but that took, took, took throughout and the consequences of what that looked like. Yeah, so there's this repeated pattern and I'm just, you know, kind of landing it in my own life to say, how do I trust God really? And where am I taking matters into my own hands and trying to solve things that I can't solve rather than trusting him for the wisdom and the timing in the situations that I face and looking at it through the eyes of our culture and people that we're ministering to, like, where do we try and grab rather than look to God? Mm. You know, and, and, uh, mm. but, but it's a difficult paradox, this idea of waiting and working, you know, that God calls us to a life of work, but then also calls us to wait on him and trying to recognize in my own spirit where I am getting it right and where I'm getting it wrong. And I'm really battling to make that land you know, in my own life because God doesn't call call us to just passive waiting and to sit on a mountain and do nothing, but neither does he call us to mm. work and work and work and work and work and work and try and solve the problem ourselves. Yeah. And so what is the third way? Yeah. You know, and, and yeah. I think the third way for me, languages that I'm looking at is what are the opportunities that he's bringing about for us to walk into and where is there a real sense of opposition? But then Jesus himself walked into opposition and faced opposition. And yeah, so it's a tricky thing, but I think there is something to it um, in terms of the motivational belief structures in our heart where we take and we are not trusting. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is super powerful. And I think we are such a generation of instant gratification, like this idea of waiting, we don't love. Let's be honest, we want things now and we want things yesterday and we want things instantaneously. And I just, yeah, I think this is really a powerful way for us to set ourselves aside and to wait on God's timing. I would just massage that and say that um, for that married couple 
And then all of a sudden somebody else comes along that looks right, you know, in your own eyes. And then mm -hmm. you take her or you take him. Yeah. And it leads to a life of absolute um, brokenness, you know. Or there's this opportunity to hide something or embezzle something or whatever around financially. And mm -hmm. it's like you take that opportunity and you... Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know that what you're doing is unloving and off-center, uh, but you move ahead with it because it looks right in your own eyes like it did for Eve. Mm. And so we can't say that God's word isn't relevant in a sense. This is so relevant. And, so true. And this temptation is packaged in so many different forms. And we've, we've just got to be listening to God's word and his guidance and the off-centered feelings that we feel in our conscience. Yeah. And through confession and double-checking ourselves, that's, I think, how we walk this out to learn to wait on God and trust Him rather than take. Yeah, and I think, lastly, correct me if I'm wrong, but in all of these instances, there was always a promise that, were, that went before, kind of Eve taking, Abraham taking, Sarah taking, you know, all, all the examples you kind of gave. There was a promise that God had given His people and there are promises that he has given to us. And there was a lack of waiting on that promise and the timing of it, you know. And I mean, the easy one to unpack is Abraham and Sarah and Isaac. And, you know, he promised them Isaac. He promised them a nation. And yet, I mean, geez, that did make them wait. But it's just like, Lord, you've promised us whatever it may be. And we have got to sit in that space of when he chooses and, and not to rush. Yeah, and that's, that's maybe where the secret lies, is that the one child was born through human effort yeah, and through human wisdom and through, but human effort is the real word, and the other one was born through promise. And so I think where there are areas in our lives where we are manufacturing energy mm. or manufacturing something, trying to pull this thing off, but it's not happening, then I think maybe there's like sort of a, a, a red light for us to take a step back and say, God, should I even walk down this path? Is this something that you even want me to do? Is, and go all the way back to those sort of assumptions that we carry in our hearts and seek, yeah. re-seek God again yeah. around the steps that we should take. Yeah, wow, fantastic, I love that. Thanks for listening today and we hope you're strengthened by God's word this week. 